Hey, I know, I know, I know what you want to say. What the hell took so long? Where the hell have you guys been? We had to take a little hiatus. But it's all in good reason. You see, it would take us sometimes eight tries to come out with two episodes and our dick in our hands sometimes. Sometimes it just just didn't work out and we was wondering, were we forcing it? But here at The Gifted Guy, we look for solutions, not problems. So we decided to create our own space to eliminate the margin of error when it comes to creating content. No more renting out spaces for free or paying. No more dysfunctional equipment. We decided to do what we can to bring the gab to you. And so to kick off season two, we're starting off by recording in that space. Whether you like audio or whether you like visuals. Or whether you just like to read. We're bringing it to you in all mediums so that there are no excuses. So without further ado, we're going to kick off season two with our first guest, Blaine LeBlanche, a basketball trainer in the Edmonton area. Blaine has been doing this for a long time, and we'll get into that during the episode. But I just wanted to thank you for being a part of the journey of The Gifted Gap. And to show you our appreciation, we're going to stay committed to executing our vision and bringing you something you guys can love. You're going to see a lot more dialogue from a lot more people that are just like you. So without no further ado, we're back. You are now tuned in to The Gifted Gab. Back, back, man. Gifted gab. I got a smile on my face already, bro. <laughs> Shit. Ooh, this has been a yeah, long process. Bro. We're here, episode fifteen. Well, time, man. Right, people yeah. were waiting. I had a lot of people come message me like, "Yo, when you guys, when you guys come out with something, I said, yo, patience, patience is a virtue." So we're back. It's definitely yeah. one of those people. <laughs> <laughs> we're back. We got we got a special special guest today. Very special guest, Blaine from Enhanced Basketball Academy. Appreciate you. You have a little close. You got nice oh, yeah, and close yeah, yeah. to the sorry, mic. Sorry, yeah, yeah. That. Gotta get cozy. No, Appreciate cozy. you guys having me out here. Excited about it. It's a pleasure. You know, you're one of those guys uh, within the Edmonton community that we feel like are making an impact, not only just with basketball, but just with affecting people's lives. And we kind of want to bring people on that are doing something within the community. So we kind of felt like it was it was perfect for you to for you to come in here and you know sit down and talk with us and. Get get this ball rolling. So we got a lot. We got a lot to talk about. One hundred percent, sir. A lot to talk about. So for those of you that don't know, Blaine runs Enhanced Basketball Academy. You know, place where you know you can learn the fundamentals of the game, improve your game, right? Uh, maybe you could tell us a little more. Yeah, um, I've been doing this for five years now. Not only the fundamentals, um, but I do like to start there. I like to build like a solid foundation for a lot of players because I feel like a lot of players don't have that. They kind of just see like we talked about earlier. They see um, the Instagram posts and they see all these cool things that, that players are doing and, and they think that they, they that's what they should be doing when they train. Um, but what they don't realize is that these players have been 
they've already done the basics and they've already perfected these these fundamental uh, components of the game, and that's why they're able to do some of the the, the cool things on Instagram that you see. So for me as a as a developer, um, I like to just start with a, a base and a foundation and just build up from there. But uh, it, it's obviously like a process, right? Like it takes time. Mm-hmm. I like that word you used, developer, right? Because mm. you you have to develop constantly especially in, in whatever you're doing with basketball especially if you're not getting better you're getting worse it's, yeah it's no it's facts it's a craft you consistently have to to beat down on and, and that's the only way you're going to get better and see results so yeah for sure you know you know firsthand yeah, no I mean, firsthand in the gym work like, appreciate that man thanks appreciate that so it's constant it's not yeah. like a it's like oh, i don't feel like getting up today to to go work on my game or i don't go, feel like getting up and, and going to work and feed my family no it's, it's got to happen like regardless how you feel like you got to go and do it because if you're not then someone else is exactly. and that's that's the worst thing too having some like having a kid that isn't motivated to do stuff so you got to on top of training him you got to motivate him like that's got to be a tough situation have you ever been in that oh uh, yeah of? yeah lots of times um but that's part of the job, I think, because mm. some of these kids think that they're working hard because they don't know any difference. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. They don't know any difference. Yeah. So you got to kind of, um, as a vet and someone that's been around and played at all levels, that's something that you got to kind of try to instill on these kids is like, <laughs> you can't just come and work out. Like, you got to outwork and mm. dominate the workout. You Facts. can't just like come in and just half ass things because it's not going to transfer into what you want it to be. And it's usually the hardest workers that always feel like they're not working hard oh, enough. Yeah. You know what I feel like? It's like, for me personally, I'm not saying I'm the hardest worker, but I'll I'll do like a lot of things within the day and I'll feel like I'll, I still haven't got enough done. You know what I'm saying? But you'll have on the other, other side of things, you'll have kids where it's like, oh, I'm working so hard. Like, why aren't I seeing results? I'm like, it's not the way it works. <laughs> <big fella. laughs> it's not the way it works, big fella. So. You get a little guilt, like, yeah, there's a guilt that, that kind of overcomes you because you feel like you're not doing enough it's uh what's it it's, what's it called like hustlers hustlers guilt or something like that it's an actual term for that really I yeah it's an actual google term i was you know so it's di- it's, it's difficult because how do you how can you make a kid want for something? <laughs> i mean you can it's like that saying you can only bring the horse to the water no, right you, you can't force a kid to want it like you can't want something more than the kid but from a business standpoint like if the parents are bringing the kids to train and get better you got to still try and just do your job, right? You still got to come out and then try to motivate them and try to get them to the level that they want to get to. So that's that's kind of, like you said, the tough part is that I want something for some kids and I want it more than them sometimes. So when it comes to training them, I'm, I'm a little bit more aggressive and, and assertive in how I do things. And some kids, some people like it, some people don't. Mm-hmm. And the ones that don't like it, those are the, the ones I want in the gym with me. <laughs> it's as simple as that. There's like a lot... You know, there's a lot of trainers, you know, that all of a sudden in the last five years just kind of <laughs> came out of the scene out, out of nowhere. nowhere yeah. You know, and all of them have, have different training styles. How do you separate yourself? Um, I think I just, I know my, my identity. I know what it is. I know um, what was successful for me to, to play at all levels. And not that all kids play the same way that I do. I just know where you have to start and the work ethic and the process involved to get to that level. So I think I, I don't get caught up in the in the gimmick stuff or like the cool videos. Like I don't get caught up in that because that's not my identity, mm-hmm. right? My identity or our identity as enhanced basketball is is to maintain, um, like I said, a, a, a basic, a, a solid foundation of the basics. And once you grasp those, then we can start doing the cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but like like I said, I'm not into like you know the cool things you see, like the the rip mats or the rip cones and like all that stuff. Like it might work for some people. But, mm-hmm. like, that's not my style. Mm-hmm. It's 
not that's not how I do things because um, talking to a lot of players and coaches that have either played at a high level or coached at a high level, and it just comes down to repetitions and work. You, can, you, you can't cheat the grind. Yeah, the like grind it, knows no, how much facts. you put in. Yeah. You, you cannot cheat the grind. That's really true. Um, you know, how has social media kind of complicated things for, for trainers? Because, I don't know, me and Andre, you can attest to this too. It used to just be you just go to the gym and if there's something you wasn't good at. You just, you just hooped just, back just in hooped. Yeah, you know, I've been, against everybody. Yeah, yeah, Gilbert Arenas even said, he had something on his podcast where he was just like, listen, there's no such thing as like, Skill trainers or anything that back in the day, we literally just go to the playground and hoop against older heads, and that's how we got better. But yeah. now we're we're coming into an age where we have we're gonna need trainers. We're gonna need to to brush up on skill sets and, um, yeah. So back to your question, like how has social media kind of affected that? I think it's uh, it's got this false perception of, um, it's cheating the process. Like kids think that they can just work out half ass and they're they're gonna be able to do what an NBA player is able to do or shoots shots that Steph Curry shoots from, from range. <laughs> without, you know what I mean? Without without actually the process of starting close to the basket and work our way out. Mm-hmm. Like, you didn't see that part of his game. No, you never but seen I, it. I seen a, or I heard an interview the other day of, he was, I think it was um, All the Smoke. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you heard that podcast, but it's dope. Um, and he was saying, like, people don't see the fact that I, like, my dad taught me that you got to start close to the basket. And once you get comfortable close to the basket, you can start to work your way out. Mm-hmm. I call it bridging the gap. So I just like I do the same thing. I start in close. It's boring. People it's don't, very boring. But people yeah, don't yeah. like it. But it, I, I think I have a saying that if you can fall in love with the boring stuff that other people don't want to do, it's going to set you apart 100%. from all the other players that don't want to do the boring stuff. Yeah. Right. So yeah. it's, it's really like I think me personally, from what I see, I think we overcomplicate the process a lot. Hundred you know, percent. It's super simple. Like you want to be a better shooter. Okay, just form, form shoot. But it's it's so it's so easy to overcomplicate it when you have all these you know external variables. You have these devices and gadgets and like you know the, there's like this one thing I see on on the internet where it's like uh, for your guide hand there's like this strap that you put so it makes it straight. So like the whole time you're shooting like it's straight. Like you have all these new techniques and stuff that are developed. So I think in a sense like it complicates it for people. So it makes it harder to, to focus and and start from ground zero and start on the basics. But um. Yeah, I, it's it's tough, man. It's tough. When I, when I was playing, when I was a kid, I would see like you know the first thing I remember the first move I saw someone do. I'm like, I need to, I need to what add that it, in my bro? game. You watching add one mixtapes? T Mac hang dribble. Pull up. I was watching, watching add one mixtapes. That's my go to. That's, that's actually that's the move we, we uh you were doing in the gym the one time we I came in I was talking to you the 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 um rocker 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 stuff. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. And I was like, yo, just emphasize it just a little bit more. Just dip mm. into it a little bit more because mm. that's such a it's such a tough move to guard. It is a tough move to guard, right? Because it gets that defender kind of backing up and then it's boom right into my shot. That, and that's like that's just like for us it was as simple as like. You know, watching just basketball and seeing your favorite player do that shit. But but it's about what type of basketball are you watching? Because as a kid, I was watching <laughs> I was watching and one mixtapes and all that. Lou. Skip to my Lou, air up, air up there, like Professor, Woo. all those guys. You Shout know out what Escalade. <laughs> I, remember, I remember my my rep coach back in the day. We were, our whole team was watching and one mixtapes, and like he got pissed off because we were always trying to do that in games. He's like, "Yo, I need you guys to stop watching that shit." Like he was he was actually livid. So did you see the other day? Uh, uh, who was it? In a, in a game, somebody did a slip and slide. Come on, bro. it was Stop like two this, weeks man. ago. Stop this, it was bro. in like in I, need, NBA. I, need, I need footage, bro. Like, I gotta find Stop footage. This, bro. We're gonna put, we're gonna put it up here. there, bro. That's somebody, crazy. I don't who it was? 
I'm like, a man did a slip and slide. You're saying right now, slip and slide mid game, <laughs> mid game with refs. NBA, shot, NBA shot game. clock. This is an NBA game. <laughs> yes, it's by accident. I'm bro. trying to think of like who has that in their game. Like who has in the it league. in their bag to even. Yeah. First of all, you gotta have the confidence to do right. that first. Second of all, you gotta know that if this fucks up, you probably will not be on the bench after. But like, so you gotta be some sort of like star. Star for sure, for do, sure. Do you tell the kids you train that you know, at a certain point you're not thinking about the things you're doing? It just kind of just comes intuition, it's instinct. It is instinct, yeah. Not like a lot of the stuff. In order for it to transfer, like you can't just go in and work on. Um, things on air all the time like you have to have some sort of decision making in my, that's what I believe so that's why being a former player like I'm able to get in and and like actually train these kids and work with them so like okay if I do this what are you going to do so I force them to, like you said just think about the game and then once they think about it then eventually it should come as like second nature it's like okay this defender does this okay I'm going to do that so you have like a go-to if that go-to gets cut off then I'm going to do this mm-hmm. so yeah like I, yeah, I talk about it we, we mention it but uh, a lot of it, I find, is um, letting these kids know. So helping them with confidence, because a lot of kids don't have the confidence. Um, it's just helping them, like, understand that, hey, you're a good player or the work that you're putting in is, is paying off. Um, I think that's a big part of it. And then helping them grow into, like, good human beings, too. I think that's part of the process for, for me. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not – it can't just be about basketball. Like, I still talk to players that I worked with, you know, five years ago that are, like, little brothers to me. You know, like they call me, they text me if they have any advice. Like I'm always there. I'm trying to try to be there for them. Um, and that's, I think that's a part of the business that I didn't think from the get-go that I would be such a, a role model to some of these kids. But it's something I've embraced. It's something I really enjoy. Mm-hmm. Where, uh, wh- what are the plans with Enhanced? Like how far you want to take this? Like Edmonton's already benefiting, I think, a lot from the basketball to, to come up yeah. here slowly, slowly. Where do you see it going? Um, right now, I, I mean, I, I really just want to try to impact as many kids in the city as I can. Um, I think I have a reputation of, like, working with a lot of females, um, which, you know, after the passing of Kobe, God rest his soul, and his, you know, his daughter and, and everybody in the crash, like, I've kind of taken it upon myself to try to even affect the, the girls' community even a little bit more because um, I think a lot of people train girls as though they're girls. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, like you can Training. play. You can, I've seen girls like a hoop and like cross crossover guys. Mm-hmm. So like I'm just I'm trying to just impact. I think the girls side a lot more right now. Um, but eventually, like I don't want to just be a trainer. Like I want to be a, a business manager, a business owner, where I have other people that um, know how to do things the way I do things, and we're able to like branch out, you know, to different parts of the city. And I don't always have to be in the gym with them. Mm. Basically, you just want to replicate yourself. Yeah, right? exactly, one hundred percent. And that's not easy. It's not because it's not just about the training. It's there's like loyalty aspect, the, the work ethic, and um, there's a lot of different components I look at when I'm bringing in someone. Um, and I've tried to bring in other people before, and it didn't work out. Um, but I think I'm on the right path right now because I know what I want and I know what I'm looking for. And I have an employee right now. His name is Javon, um, and this guy. So he he was I, I met him in the gym, and. Um, he was like, hey, I would love to be a part of this um, if there's anything I can do. And it just so happened I was running a camp, so I invited him to the camp. And the last day of camp, camp started at 9. I pull up at like 8.45, and he's walking out of the gym with a broom and a dustpan and a bunch of garbage, cleaning up the gym before camp starts. 
And I'm like, yo, that's the guy. I need this guy on my side. I need this guy on my team. Like he knows what it is. Like so now he's been he's been working with us for about um two months now and it's been lovely, man. It's been great. It's been a breath of fresh air to be honest. Builds that culture. One hundred percent. Builds that culture. Yeah. What what about the basketball culture in Edmonton? What do you think about it and where do you think it's going? Um, I think more and more people are playing basketball. I wouldn't say that there's a lot of like really talented basketball players. Um, I think <laughs> with some of the people that um, are incorporated or, or associated with the, with the game, some know what it takes to, to get to that level and some don't. Um, and that's kind of, I think, where I feel like I it's I take onus in, in trying to help build that culture to under, let these Bridges kids know. Gap. Yeah, exactly. Bridge the gap, 100. Um, just to let these kids know that it, it takes more than just coming in the gym once or twice a week. And when you do step in the gym, like, this is how you have to work. Mm-hmm. You can't just, like play off your name because it's such a small community and there's so many players that play basketball not just in Edmonton you can't just look at this this city as like okay I'm dominating the city even if you're dominating you gotta think like there's there's how many kids that are your size your age that are way more talented you than you in Montreal in Toronto in Vancouver so you got to just continue to like always work and feel like feel like someone's on your ass Mm -hmm. like you got to feel those footsteps because if you feel those footsteps, then like you said, um, you're going to want to get in the gym. And if you don't get in the gym, you're going to have that guilt. Yeah. Right? Because you're like, oh, Dre's working and I'm not. Like, I got to make sure that I got to, you know, keep up with him. Because if he's getting, uh, you know, 500 shots up today, I just missed out on 500. <sighs> you know, I'm 500 really ahead. And, like, I feel I like what you said there. Because, like, when you kind of just box yourself in the city and say, like, yeah, I'm the best in my city, it's like you get complacent. Oh, and yeah. the, th- the thing about basketball, and it's not even just basketball, any profession, anything you're trying to excel at, you want to be, you never want to be the best guy or the smartest guy or the most talented guy in the room because if that's the case, like, what? how are you going to get any better? You might tap so out. You might tap, exactly. You might tap, tap out. out. So um, it's crazy. You well, said, with, no, you go ahead. Why don't we go ahead? I was going to say, with, with the... With training and, and with Edmonton, like, what are some of the biggest challenges that you see um, in terms of with kids, dealing with kids um, of all ages, even I, even with girls as well, too? What are some things that you see uh, are common issues? Um, common issues, I would say, just like I said before, not knowing what the process is like, not knowing mm-hmm. how, how consistent you have to be to actually see results. Like kids think that they're going to come and train with Enhance or whoever it is, and they're going to see results after a couple of weeks. It's, it's not, it doesn't instant, work. Yeah. Instant gratification. Instant gratification, instant gratification yeah. And that's, gratification. that's where the social media kind of messes people up. Um, but I think that's a big challenge. Um, second is I feel like kids are playing way too many games and not training enough. Mm. I think that, you know, don't get me wrong, I'm not a, against club basketball or, you know, teams in general, but I find as though – a lot of the, the teams that, you know, kids are playing on, there's a lot of focus or emphasis on games and in-game stuff, especially in, in a practice, that there's not enough time spent on skill development. That's an interesting point that I, w- I did want to ask you about because, you know, when you look back on when we used to play, we might have not – we didn't obviously we didn't play as many games, but I can see I played a lot of pickup. And I was always playing pickup with older guys. You guys, obviously, same thing. Yeah. But I feel like when I'm looking, there's not. I don't see a lot of just pickup. 
kids don't just go to the park and just say, let's go play. But that's also because right now we're in Edmonton where it's minus 20 <laughs> right now. So it, there's a difference. But I see what you're saying, though. But even I in the off season, saying, though, yeah, like, there's not a lot time. of, like, like pickup runs. Yeah, it's diff- it's, it's the culture, though. Like what you're talking yeah. about before is the culture. But I don't know. Is that is that something that you've seen change? Because you, you were living in Edmonton. You're from Edmonton. Yeah. Went to UBC. Yeah. But even before that, like, what's what happened? There? Did you play at Nate for a bit? I uh, didn't. I coached at Nate. Coach at Nate. Nate. Yeah, we were, first year on as a coach there, we won a, a national championship. So I don't know if there's any correlation, but I'm just, <laughs> just, just saying. Just, just saying. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I've been kind of all over the world, and that's kind of where my um, my knowledge is, is different than than other people that are maybe doing skill development and whatnot. Like I've had different experiences. Like I lived in Arizona, mm-hmm. right? Like, and I was in tough situations where. I was sleeping sleeping on a lawn chair for like five nights because we got yeah. kicked out of our, our apartment. We got evicted. Yeah. So I, that's how much I love basketball. Like I was willing to sleep on a lawn chair just so I could like try to pursue my dream. And that that's something we talked about uh, a couple of episodes ago. Like how much is sacrifice? Are you willing? Yeah. To like go how much is like how what's the difference between um, taking it as a sign like okay I should just stop and going through necessary adversity because it's like a fine line and not everyone realizes that or not everyone can tell the difference between the two mm-hmm. that's a problem but you clearly did so you know and yeah I mean and it makes you makes you who you are right? mm. it makes you like either you're gonna battle through it and you're gonna come out on top at the end yeah and tougher and stronger for it or you're not and you, like I, at any point I probably could have left and, and came back home but um, I believed in myself and I believed in the situation and I was like, Hey, I'm going to do what it takes. We were, <laughs> we were living off, uh, there are four for a dollar. You got four, four burritos for a dollar <laughs> and, <laughs> and four liter Tampico orange juice. I don't know if you guys know what Tampico orange juice is, but it's like sunny D, but just way better. Um, and that was pretty much like a steady diet for us every day. Damn. So it'd be like, you know, two, between two to $5 a day is what we'd be spending on food. And we would be, whether it was hot, whether, like, we're in Arizona midsummer, it's like 130 degrees, we're, in the, we're on the playground, but it had, like, a canopy, so we had some shade, and we were still working on our game, we were, we were playing, we were, you know, whatever we could do, wherever we could go to play basketball, the neighboring community college, wherever we could go to play, that's where we were at. That's the biggest thing right there, wherever you wherever, go to play, yeah. you were going to play. And we walked, I walked in the desert to get to these <laughs> places, we didn't have money. So I walked probably, I don't know, a couple miles to get to the community college. I, w- I stayed in this place called Star Ranch, and we walked to a place called Pima Community College. And it probably took us like 30 to 45 minutes to get there. But we knew what time the run was at, and we were there to play, which I can't speak on a lot of kids. They won't, like, if, if a camp is, is at this time or, or, you know, in this location, they're like, well, I, I don't know how to get there. Like, <laughs> what do you mean you don't know how to get there? It's public transportation. Public transit. And like that's that's crazy. the difference though too is like do you feel like the culture and and the generation that we're in right now has gotten softer? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, one hundred percent. Would you say softer or would you say more entitled? Yeah, that's me. Yeah, I think they go hand in hand. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I remember 100%. like you know after school I would just skip fourth period to make it to the rec on time Facts. to get the first Facts. run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 100%. then after that run is over, you're going down the street to the church to play yeah. for another three hours. You're trying to play as much as you can. But you know what it is though? It's like. For today's generation, I don't want to. Okay, don't get this wrong. I don't want to bash on kids. Day, day, <laughs> day, but I feel like in today's generation, like if it's not as accessible as they want it to be, they're not going. 
Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They're but staying that's that adversity that we talked about. That's the adversity. Yeah, yeah. If that's exactly. your only adversity situation that you have to deal with, like. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> right? Come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, shit. It's going to be tough for you, yeah, big fella. That 100%, <laughs> man. 100%. Like, you got to just go. If you really want to play basketball, you're going to find a way to play. But, you know, it's those same kids that are always looking on IG thinking, okay, why aren't I there? Why aren't I there? Like, this guy's ahead of me. Like, what am I doing wrong? The proof is in the pudding. Yeah, <laughs> like these guys aren't just—they're not just like born good. Like yeah. they put in the work, one hundred percent. And that's the thing, like Instagram and social media—you only see what they choose to tell you, they choose yes. to show you. So you're only seeing their highlights. You're only seeing the tip of the iceberg. 100%. You're not seeing everything below that. This is coming from the guy that only posts fresh cuts. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, man. <laughs> Listen, you man. only see what I show you. <laughs> you're not wrong, bro. It is what it is. No, Come on, that's, that's some real shit. Like, yeah. yeah can't get caught up in that comparing and i think a lot of kids do get caught up in comparing like maybe their achievements to others i, I wouldn't even say kids i, I think, think kids, people yeah. just people in general, in general yeah. Yeah. I, um because of social media age i feel like it's kind of it's affected people in a lot of negative ways as well like you know there's more people with depression and anxiety because they see like you know, I see Alex over here grinding. He's he's living out what seems to be a dream because all I'm seeing is his highlight film, but I'm not seeing the fact that he had to sleep on a bench for for four nights, mm. or he slept in a bus station. You know what I mean? Like you're not seeing that side. Um, you're not seeing the stress either because he's balding and shit. He's got the, <laughs> right? you know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's, tough. it's tough. That's why he's sitting over there. You only get the, the, one, the one angle. You're getting this good side. Uh, I'm, talk, I'm talking shit, but yeah, uh, it's real shit. Because even like you know, me and Andre, we were talking about you know the whole podcasting. It we had to go through a lot of bullshit just to like nonsense, get man. out an episode and get go, out. Like, yeah, go to the studio six, seven times just to get out two episodes. You right. know, there'd always be some type of complication. I'm like, damn, like there'd be times I would think to myself, like, is this really worth it? Like, what am I doing right now? Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, like, it's so, it's so, um, I'm grateful for this opportunity. You know what I'm saying? Bring guys like you on, conversate with my guy here. So it's, it's, you know, I'm grateful for it. So you guys are going to look back like a couple years from now and be like, damn, you remember when, we were in in this place or that place, and we only got two episodes out of. Like, <laughs> like, yeah. You're gonna look back at it. And yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be gratifying because you guys actually started with the basics, the ground, the ground the up, ground the foundation. Right. You guys built that foundation, mm -hmm. and then you'll get to where you want to get to. Max, appreciate that. You yeah. said something about uh, you know, the recent events of you know Kobe and the, the, the helicopter crash. How has that affected, you know, what you're doing in your day to day? Because it affected, I, I affected me. It affected me big 100%. time. Um, it was so much more than basketball. Like it really, it really hit home with me from not only like how I do things, but like just what I do with my family as well. Because um, I have two small boys, right? And I have a wife at home. So um, to hear that he was, he took the same mentality that he had on the court and did that stuff at home. That's where like I needed to, to step my game up. Like, I was already, you know, I wake up at 5 a.m. damn near every day, um, and I go to, to do workouts, even though sometimes I don't want to. You know, sometimes, like, oh, I could just, like, tell them because it's my own, my own business. I can do what I want. But um, when it comes to, like, the stuff at home, it really um, forced me to take a step back and just appreciate things to the fullest and um, be more present and take all the passion I had for basketball and skill development and and all that stuff and, and try to um, translate that into my my home life 
and like I said, it was uh, it still affects me. Like I cried the other day. I was um, I was watching something. My friend actually just sent me this really cool um, um, interview by uh, I think it's Bill Simmons. He did this this uh, this thing, and it was made me cry, man. Like I just broke down. It's like uncontrollable. Um, but yeah, I, I just wanted to try to be um, as as efficient with my time um, and with my family, and then with the basketball component. And just make sure that I'm getting the most out of my life and people feel my passion and that I'm leaving like a legacy of like I'm trying to do something in with in the right way. Same thing that he did. Like he might have not always had the best reputation, but I think his intent was always in the right place. Right? And you can see it like all mm-hmm. over the world. People are devastated. And as 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 miserable as the situation has been, the light and the good side about it is it's almost in a way connected people. Sure. Through oh, through yeah. his death, you know, you see people not even just involved in basketball, but through all walks of life, um, grieving about him and, and connecting with him, which in a sense connects all of us. So, like his mama mentality, it's something that kind of has been instilled in obviously you, like you're saying, but a lot of people. So it's it's, it's amazing to see, honestly. It's crazy that you know the passing of of someone can bring the best out of so many yeah. people. Cause I'm I'm just looking at the like the NBA like the NBA's gotten way better like yeah. you, I don't know if you guys have noticed nah, I've like seen the Lillard is going dumb right? like stupid Zion had 31 last night oh like, the passion that these guys are playing come with now on, man it makes it's crazy. it is yeah it's like all these guys are on a tear and it's yeah like one guy you know that just that just speaks to like his his presence his value that he had bro like it's a shame but yeah like you were saying I broke down like yeah three four times just off like you see the tributes and you mm-hmm. see all the speaking on him and it's it's crazy how one person can affect so many your own life yeah in such a you know a valuable way because like you take the parents out of your, out of the picture you know some of these you know prolific athletes and people in these positions of power practically raise you because a lot of the values you get are from these people you look up to yeah. right or how you approach your craft and stuff yep. like that you know la lost kobe nipsey hustle like these guys are know the way they approached their craft was what's so honorable and just <coughs> powerful right so like kobe's this is gonna sound weird bro but to me it still feels like he's here yeah i don't know if i'm <laughs> the only way that feels that way like no, I feel I, that. like we're talking about his death but it still feels like we're gonna leave this podcast and i'm gonna be able to google him and he's gonna be alive or something like that just his presence is still like it's I don't know how that I feel what you're saying that I think the way I feel his presence is like I feel like he's holding me accountable mm. it's like if I don't do this it's like, it's like I'm yeah, letting him like, down yeah yeah that's how I feel it it's like well if I don't go in the gym and I don't work my ass off regardless of how I'm feeling I'm letting him down because not even just for you now it's for another person yes yeah exactly yeah. so and, and that's what I'm telling people that step in the gym with me I'm like look don't waste my time don't waste your time don't waste your parents time for driving you here it's 6 a.m. You're going to come in here and we're going to dominate the workout. Otherwise, you're doing yourself a disservice, mm-hmm. right? Like, I've, I've kind of, like, cracked down a lot more on that to, like, hold these mm-hmm. kids accountable because I've kind of always had that mentality of, like, you're not promised tomorrow, you're right? Like, anything facts. can happen, man. You can walk facts. outside and, and something can fall on your head and you can be gone. Mm-hmm. You can get injured playing basketball or whatever. Like, you're not guaranteed that next day. So try to make the most of, of the scenario, what, whatever you're, you're dealing with, whatever you're going through. Like, try to make the most of it. And, um, yeah, just embrace it. 
Damn, I wasn't expecting this episode to be this deep, bro. Man. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> man's got a tear covered out just now, bro. It's, it's crazy, crazy, man. But yeah, just appreciate life, man. Appreciate the situations you're in, you know, what you're doing. We appreciate you. Yeah. Appreciate you, bro. You're oh, like, bro. come on, man. So gotta, I just got to put that out there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? no, I appreciate you guys having me. I appreciate so, both you guys. Uh, um, yeah, I'm not. I'm just going to put it out there. You're like one of my favorite players to watch on, on U of A. Appreciate that, man. You just like the way you move. It's just like silky smooth. Like, <laughs> Thanks, it never looks like you're in. in a, it never looks like yeah, he's trying. No, it, it doesn't. <laughs> Thanks, it looks man. like you're you're in a rush. Like you just always look like calm and collected. And that's like, that's a skill, man. That's, that's dope, to, dope yeah. to see. Thanks a lot, man. I it just shows that. that you put a lot of time in your craft. Yeah. Composure, that composure is different. Yeah. And that mid range is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, man. You guys are going to make me blush, bro. <laughs> right, so. Since we're talking about basketball, who are your picks for, for the finals? Oh, that's a good question. Um, it's tough to go against the Raptors. However, I just think they're missing something. Like, defensively, they're, they're solid. Um, I think it's going to be them and Milwaukee in the Eastern Finals, and I think Milwaukee's going to win in six. Um, I said it here first. <laughs> um, <laughs> we got you on record. I think I think that um, it's hard to rule out LeBron. Mm-hmm. It's hard to. I I I just I'm not a fan of how they're playing. Yeah, you know what I mean. And I think that the Clippers have a little bit more grittiness to them mm-hmm. than than the Lakers do. That's just my opinion right now. Mm-hmm. So I think it's going to be like a gritty like seven game series, and I think the Clippers are going to win. I think so too. I think just because they have Kawhi, man. If you put Kawhi on any team, they got a chance of winning. You know, right. so I, I I'm going with Clippers as well too. You heard it here first, or maybe for the thousandth time, but I'm <laughs> here to reaffirm that. Final? I'm going Clippers. I'm going Clippers Raptors. Oh yeah, I, I thought I'm going I Clippers Raptors. I might. I think, stay loyal. You know what I'm saying? Raptors like, Raptors yeah, okay. facts, bro. We got it on record. I called Raptors winning. Okay, you got Raptors, Raptors winning the whole thing. I don't know. I'm talking about. Okay, I think we'll, we'll get back to the finals. Are we winning though? That's the real question, I bro. I think se- we're losing seven. We're losing seven? Yeah. You think it's going to seven games? Yeah. Because I just think, like, the defense is, the defensive schemes, like, here's one. The thing about the Raptors, we see so much, like, different, like, types of defenses with Nick Nurse. He throws out, like, traps. Genius. You know, he sometimes comes with the zones. Mm. And, like, it's it's always something different depending on who they're playing. Mm-hmm. Whereas usually when you, up until now, when you watch the NBA, most teams just stick with the same thing. They could throw out the same five, you know, but he really takes a different approach to each and every game, which mm-hmm. I really, really like. So I just think they're missing one like they are missing perennial all star, just something to help them out. Um, but yeah, I, I I think it'll be a Raptors, Raptors Clippers finals for sure. I, I, I'm not, I like LeBron, but I'm not a fan of like the way they play, like you were saying. And they're missing. They need a ball handler. To bash my guy LeBron there, bro. He's about nice. To, I want to reach player. over this table right now, bro. Come on. <laughs> okay, but 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 take this in. Envision this, LeBron. Instead of him dominating the ball so much and, and dribbling around the perimeter, imagine him like mid post, mm. getting him the ball in the mid post, going to work on whoever it is, and once he's got a couple buckets, then they send a double. And what's one of his greatest attributes? Passing. 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 Yeah. Now you're like picking apart teams. That's why, like, that's why. That's why I wish they would like get LeBron on the mid post. He could take it. He could either square him up, yeah. give him a jab game, just one dribble, middle, boom, power, shoulder to the chest, finish. Like, keep it simple. But he, I think he wants to be a guard so bad. Yeah, one hundred percent. I don't think he wants to be a guard. I just think like the team literally doesn't have anybody else to 
to like facilitate. Uh, he's, he's been wanting to be a guard, bro. Every team he's been on, every team he's been on, they've always had a credible point guard, but he's always stepped into that role. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, but just, every single team, bro. The next, who's the next like ball handler? Rondo. Like Rondo's not bad. Rondo, not bad, KCP, bro. Avery Bradley. Like they got they got some decent got pieces. Uh, all you really need them to do is bring the ball up and then have like <laughs> run a set or yeah. something. Give Dump it, it to LeBron. Put it to AD or something. Yeah, you know? and then just mix it up. Just be like, hey, one time it'll be LeBron. Mm. Next time it'll be um, AD. Right? Like mm. just mix it up. Um, but. Like, the fact that they lost to Houston the other day, I'm like, how are you guys losing to Houston? You're the biggest team in the league, <laughs> and you're not you're not utilizing yeah, you know, any of that size. Not, yeah, like they just lost Capella, too. It's like, come on. What do you think come about on. that Houston experiment? Um, I, I, I can't, like, get behind Houston because I don't think that um, <laughs> that's the one-on-five ball. Yeah. I don't think that works. Not in the playoffs. No, no. Like, it looks cool in the, in, the, in the regular season and stuff. And It's nice for, like, numbers. Yeah, you know, exactly. It's very numbers. nice for numbers. For it's like cute. West, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's cute. But, uh, yeah, I, I can't get behind it. It's, yeah. Well, we've seen D'Antoni go to a lot of places. and But that D'Antoni places his, his main primary ball handlers in this position. He did it with Nash, too. You've seen it. So, it's like, Even it Kobe. looks really good. He ran Kobe's exactly. Achilles into the ground. It's like, yo, <laughs> like, fuck, man. It's crazy. You know? Yeah. And I was pissed. I was so mad at him. Like for I, that? I was so mad. Really? I was really pissed off at Dan Tony when when uh, when that Kobe happened? tore his Achilles. Yeah. I'm like, this is Dan Tony's fault. I always I almost think that that was that was Kobe though. I think that was Kobe like wanting to play that much because I like I said I I'll send it to you guys. I watched this uh, this Bill Simmons. Um, it's like a little short film. It's like 20 minutes, but. He even said, like, based on how much of a leader Kobe was, like, that was just him trying to lead his team. Mm-hmm. And he wanted to be on the court. Yeah. So, but, uh, and then just to, like, kind of branch off, off, like, go back to um, the whole LeBron in the mid post. Like, you look at the two goats in the NBA, you look at Kobe and you look at MJ. Where did they become the most dominant in the later, latter parts yeah, of their career? Throw a line yeah. down. Yeah. That's and LeBron's yeah. way bigger and more, way, yeah. like, stronger than those guys were. So if he like if I'm him, I was I would have been like, hey, let me uh, let me hit up Olajuwon, let me hit up Kobe when he's here, let me hit up all whoever it is, and let me work on my mid post like all season. Let me just add that to my game. But I don't feel like LeBron's added a lot to his game. Like he's always been the fastest, the strongest, the most athletic guy on the court, mm-hmm. and he's always relied on that. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. Like as you get older within the league, you tend to move down a position. So when you're a two, you go to a three. When you're a three, you go to a four. You know, yeah. see it with Melo now too. He's um, relying a lot on the post game as well too, but I I kind of agree with you on that sense. Like LeBron, I wouldn't say he hasn't added anything because there are some things I see like okay that's new I see I haven't seen that. But to me, like when I look at LeBron, he doesn't have that like that, that wiggle. He does that, yeah. that, that wiggle, you know. So that's one thing I I, I kind of want to see, but I probably won't. So and then you said touched on Melo. Melo was Melo's my these, favorite these player. Were, yeah, the triple bro. threat game, like his triple threat game is Disgusting. like unmatched. Disgusting. Unmatched. Underappreciated. Yeah, you better tell these kids. Yeah, <laughs> trust me, we we do a lot of footwork jab series. Like I start a lot of my workouts with like uh reverse pivots, forward pivots, jab and goes, jab and cross. Like people don't see that because I'm not posting everything I'm doing on Instagram, right? So uh the basics, man, like fundamentals. Mm-hmm. You don't need you don't need uh, you know, Fifty dribble, dribble moves. To like that shit does not work. I this is a, I want to touch on upon this, man. Like, what are some things that you see in the training business before we before we leave? What are some things that you see in the training business that you look at and you're just like, come on, bro. 
you're making me look bad now because you call yourself a trainer. It's like, damn, you know what I'm saying? So I would say um, gimmicks. So like good camera work, um, <laughs> you know, the, the, the toys and stuff that, that people tend to use in, in the videos. Um, and then not understanding what transfers into a game. Like I'll ask you, I'll, I'll bring this back onto you. Do you need to have, you know, multiple dribble crossover moves or understanding how to like do a dead leg step, side step to a pump fake to a step through? Do you need to know all that? If my coach will not allow me to do it, why am I doing it? Exactly. <laughs> I think as a, as trainers, especially like they have to be able to, and I'm pretty sure you do this, you, you study their game and you apply it to like the system that they're playing in. And you do drills that they know are going to be able to do in their team, in their system. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's exactly it, right? Like, yeah. how many times do you see someone at in, uh, the university level or CIS or U-Sport, whatever it's called now, um, take the ball and, like, do 60 breakdown moves? Like, Man, you, you I mean, the point guard has the ball in his hand. Yeah. Like, if you're a wing player, yeah. you're getting it, and you're either going to be catching and shooting, catching, catching ripping, ripping and goal, yeah. and then catch, rip, go, counter. It's that one second, that one second advantage. It's really you can't two, give it up. Uh, just tell you, like, two, three dribbles. Yeah. That's all you need to get a bucket. Yeah, yeah. max. The, the best players... Some of them, Kobe never used to even dribble sometimes, mm -hmm. like straight up, you know? But that's the thing, too. People are always watching the league. I don't think, like, you got, like, people compare themselves to the most unrealistic players that they shouldn't be. You got yeah. five, ten kids looking at Giannis, Adedekumpo, Steph Curry, LeBron James. I'm like, look at reasonable and realistic people that you could um, model your game after. Nash, you know, Chris Paul, guys that are actually doing something and you could apply yourself to, but... I think yeah. you can still look at the greats, but it's like, what are you looking out for? Well, not even what are you not, watching? Well, definitely greats, but I'm saying like they're looking at the LeBrons the and you know what I'm saying, the John Walls. I'm like, okay, what are you taking from him? Yeah. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot tough. of the kids. I think, I mean, you probably attest to this. Have you seen any type of youth basketball? As soon as they catch the ball, what's the first thing they do? Dribble. Dribble. They start dribbling. Yeah. <laughs> like, you just wasted, like, you know how much, like, how many times you can get to the basket just off, like, a simple jab? Mm -hmm. If you have an efficient jab, a jab and go or a jab and cross, you're going to shift your defender right then and there. And as soon as you do that, it's like, it's game over. Now you're getting defenses to collapse. You can find people for open jumpers. You get into the heart. Like, basketball is very simple. It is. No, no, but people want the highlight plays on IG at the end of the day. They want to be featured on House of Highlights, you know, Barstool Sport, all that. You know what I'm saying? So it's. It's the kids that understand that those highlight, highlight games and highlight films aren't the things that are really necessarily going to get you that next level look, mm -hmm. right? It's it's being able to do things consistently, not like once in a while. Like anybody, anybody can have a highlight tape. Oh, <laughs> Anyone can make a highlight tape. Very, yeah. Just take all your best stuff and just be like, okay, this is my best stuff. I'm just put out there for people. Mm. But like, what what happens when a coach is like, okay, send me game film. Mm -hmm. I want to see what happens when you miss a shot. How do you, do you start slumping your shoulders? Do you get back on deep? Like, what are these little intangible things that we're looking for? Um, can you stop your defender, or your offensive player, your matchup? Do you rebound? Right? Do you make the right read? Like those are. How do you affect the game when you're not scoring? Exactly. Yeah. One hundred percent. So it's like yeah. basketball. Yeah. You know, so. it's, it's a beautiful game, ain't it? It is the best. I think it's the most beautiful game. It is. I think best. we all agree on that. We're a little biased, but it's, 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 it's a, it's a lot of bias. A lot of bias. Thanks. So, what you about know. you guys? Like, where? How do you guys see the culture in Edmonton? I know both you guys. You know, are from the Toronto area, where the culture of basketball is thriving, and um. That's probably the most dominant um, sport in, in Toronto. Like, 
how would you compare Toronto to Edmonton? Like for me growing up, there'd always be we talked we talked about it before, there'd always be runs or somewhere to play. Um I think with Edmonton, I think it's just the level of, of talent and the opportunity to play are things that are barriers and the differences that I see. So um I wouldn't say Edmonton's in a bad place because there's definitely guys that I know like they can hoop, you know. Um, but I think that just the access to gyms and you know people that care about basketball and wanting to get in the gym, wanting to get good runs. Because I know you you hold your own uh, runs in the summertime. Yeah. I was there last time was really good. So just having things like more more opportunities like that needs to be something that's instilled in Edmonton. Because when I go back home, there's always something. Oh, you know, there's always something to, to to do. But um, yeah, I think that's the. Thing that's missing yeah, I, I, I agree Same opportunity to play And like Even like You go back to Toronto right now You're gonna see old heads Still Still trying to play Yeah you know, mm-hmm. Everybody just wants to play And I'm one of them <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> sure. Summer rounds I'm still trying to like You know Pull up my Pull out my rocker step <laughs> <laughs> It's just Yeah I, I agree Like opportunity to play And One thing I always used to say about You know Here in Calgary especially Is When guys go And do play in these places not enough of them come back, you know. Not enough of them come back and and show like you know the the kids or the neighborhood they come from. Like yo, you guys can replicate this success. You know, I can show you because my neighborhood guys would go play. They would come back, hold camps. You know, yeah. and it wasn't even like they're charging crazy fees. Mm-hmm. Like if you can't afford to to pay, just come and show up. They want to give back, right? You're starting to do it now, but before I feel like in the last five years there wasn't enough guys that were doing that. Yeah, there there are guys here that are doing that, but yeah, like you're saying, not enough. Not so. enough, right? Yeah, role models, right? So. And and they don't even necessarily have to have camps, but like if they're coming back and just playing in the gym and like That's inviting it. kids to come out, like, hey, I'm I'm gonna be at this run. Do you want to come? And I I get it sometimes because sometimes um, the kids are like, no, nah, I don't want to come, or it's too hard, or or whatever else. It's like, okay, well then you don't. I'm not gonna try and chase you down. Like I'm trying to give you a service here where I'm trying to help you get better. Exactly. Some kids. They want it or they don't. Some want it, some don't want it, man. Well, uh, well, on that note, Lane, it's been a pleasure having you on. Um, loving this discussion. I want to continue it further. <laughs> we're under a little bit of a time crunch, so uh, yeah. You have any final last thoughts? Oh, no, good, man. I appreciate you guys. Appreciate you for appreciate coming, it. man. Enhanced Basketball Academy, you guys. You want to get right? Hit Lane up. Enhanced Basketball on Instagram. Right. It's for the culture. It's just different it's just different you know if you guys have any questions comments concerns as usual you know email the get the gap pod at gmail.com get back to you as soon as possible so we're back baby we're back here season two appreciate you of course man appreciate you guys and just like that we're, we're gone